This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled. And we find new ways to connect. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. Good day to each and every one of you on this chilly Wednesday in November. We don't know it's chilly yet. Well, it sure is cold today. It's Monday, and I'm assuming Wednesday will be just as cold. I don't know, though. I think it's looking better later in the week. This is Bentley Manning, the rector of the Church of the Incarnation. And this is Kellen. I'm, I'm the assistant rector, so I work for Bentley. That, you, that's kind of dropped out. It has. Yeah, I haven't like brought it up in a little while, but I, I thought we should remind ourselves. Okay, now everybody. that we've done that, I think it's worth just saying it's good to be with you all on this podcast today. Yes, and you know, such a strange week. So it's a strange week for lots of reasons. It's in particular, Kellen, for you, you woke up this morning and you didn't have any power. It was so cold in our house. We didn't have power, which means, you know, the coffee machine couldn't work. The hot water and the shower wasn't working. And so I just showed up to work dirty and cold. Yeah. And uncaffeinated. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is not a pretty picture. So for those people listening, <laughs> I don't know who they should be praying for, um, that you showed up uh, uncaffeinated, cold, and dirty. <laughs> Or for me, for, you know... Dealing with that. Just being around for that. Yeah, thanks for your um, patience and uh, graciousness. It's back on, though, right? You've got power back at your house. I don't know. I think so. I hope so. Uh, The other thing, I mean, if it's okay, Kellen, we're still talking about your house and kind of things personal to you, but last week we got a ton of rain. So much rain. The Hurricane Zeta... Right. And I know that we on this podcast often talk about how much it rains here. It's a rainforest. Right. But this is something else. This was something else. This is like if you lived in a rainforest and then you thought to yourself, wow, there's a lot of rain today. Right. Can you imagine how much rain that is? The people in Texas cannot imagine. The people in Southern California cannot imagine. But it's a lot. It's a ton. So you live on a creek. Literally, I mean, I think your deck, like, almost reaches over the creeks like kind of going under your house almost almost yeah what was that like the other other week with all the creek was raging it was awesome it was basically just like looked like white water the whole way down the creek did you have to like watch tilly the dog to make sure she didn't like float off tilly can take care of herself thankfully she's like not that interested in the creek so we didn't really have to watch her too much. Well, so so you're kind of off to a, uh, is it fair to say, rough start this week without having power? I mean, it, it was a hard morning, but um, I think that maybe the week could get better. We'll see. Yeah, we don't know. It's a, it's a strange time right now. It's election... It's not even season. It's election week. It's the moment. By the the time you're listening to this, it will have been, we would have been past election day. Right. But who knows if we'll have the results. I don't think we will. We'll edit this if we need to based on Wednesday I don't want to edit it again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Hope y'all are hanging in there. Yeah, it's a strange, strange time. We've sent out some prayers for the parish uh, from our prayer book for elections uh, for our country. There's also this really lovely like service for healing and wholeness that the National Cathedral put out. So that's on YouTube. There's a link to it in that weekly update. Um, and Kellen, so. you've seen that. I've watched part of it. Yeah. I've not seen it yet. That's good. Well, I'll make that part of my week this week, I think. So in the strangeness of this morning and of this week, um, I think it will be important for us to find ways to pray, uh, ways to stay close to God in the midst of uh, what is certainly an angry season in our country, a divided uh, time in our nation. One of the things, Kellen, that we did this morning, which I didn't, or this afternoon, that I didn't anticipate would be uh, so comforting for me is that we started listening to some hymns in the office. Just kind of like played a few hymns back to back. I was missing some hymns yesterday from All Saints. And so I started playing one of those great hymns. And then you put on more after that. And we just kind of sat. And it did feel deeply comforting, this like moment of um recentering and renewal and also just miss music that my goodness that's what i was thinking as well how much i missed the voices of a choir yeah just punching it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah So, Kellen, you played For All the Saints Mm -hmm. because we missed that hymn on Sunday. And then you played? I played a couple of other things, but then Franz Bebel's Ave Maria. Y'all should go listen to it. That that anthem uh, was was offered at my priestly ordination. Um, Anyone's listening from St. Mary's, thank you for that. But... but I would just say, I don't know, Kellen, I do think that this might be a helpful spiritual practice, not just this week, when people probably need to be centered a bit more. But mm-hmm. I, I think a way to kind of stir the heart right now is to find some hymns and like just find the best speakers you can and turn it up. Yeah, and like relax into it and just be quiet with the music. Um, so maybe in this podcast we could like scatter a few more hymns throughout it I think it's a great idea
it's Kellen's uh, Sunday to preach, so it's my job, at least on this podcast, to try to give a quick summary uh, for the gospel reading for this coming Sunday, which comes from Matthew's gospel at uh, the 25th chapter. And in it, Jesus is comparing the kingdom of heaven to 10 bridesmaids, uh, five of which are prepared with enough oil to keep them through the night, and five who do not have enough oil. And so when the five uh, find out that the, the groom is delayed, uh, they go out to try to get more oil. But while they're away... Uh, the the groom arrives, and so they come back, having purchased oil at the last hour, and the door is closed to them, and they are unable to get into the wedding banquet. And then the, the parable ends uh, with these words from Jesus, Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Thanks for that summary, Bentley. Um this parable just sounds a lot like advent to me and we're not in advent yet it's a few weeks away but i feel like we are being asked to consider those themes earlier this year um maybe for good reason themes of watchfulness and waiting and attentiveness and um god's judgment Right, those are all kind of present in this parable of the bridesmaids. This very peculiar parable where we have five wise and five foolish bridesmaids who somehow can't share their lamps or their oil with one another. Um, so half of them are exiled from the open door into the wedding banquet. Those are the themes that are present. I'm not exactly sure what to do with them yet. Kellen, I. Uh, unfortunately for our listeners, I'm not sure I know what to do with them yet either. Uh, it's a difficult reading. It's a difficult parable, I think. Uh, one of the things, you might have mentioned this to me, or I heard it from someone else. If it wasn't you, s- speak up. But um, the idea that some of these difficult parables, these difficult teachings from Jesus are are made more difficult if if we assume that they're talking about other people but if we are to read the the parable as a word of wisdom to us in particular right that, that in in this in this reading i'm meant to take the lesson and do something with it it does have a different ring to it um if if i'm chewing on it and thinking about my own attentiveness i think have you ever thought about yourself as a bridesmaid before well today i am that's good what have you learned from that perspective? Are you someone who has prepared ahead and brought oil with you so that your lamp stays lit? Well, uh, Kellen, I think one of the things that it's not Advent yet, uh, but I think most of us are living in a time and a season that we could have never imagined or predicted before it happened. And it's causing many of us, myself included, to think about what kind of um, internal resources I've, I've got or in, you know, what particular ways I've prepared for a moment like this or haven't. Um, it also makes me think about um, some of the things that I took for granted uh, before uh, this pandemic took hold of everyone's lives. 
but I do think I do think in some ways the year 2020 is a year that most of us that came kind of at an unexpected hour. I don't think most of us would have imagined that this year would have turned out quite like this. Uh, so we've gone through an experience, I think, of being caught off guard. And, you know, I, I, I think in some respects, even though it's not Advent, I think most of us are feeling somewhere in our bones this sense of waiting expectation and also having experienced rather painfully a kind of unexpected surprises in terms of how the world uh, has turned out uh, over the past six, eight months. Yeah, I think that um, we're certainly in an Advent season of our country and the world, right? I mean, I feel like the liturgical calendar is a place where we learn what it's like to um, to wait and watch, especially in Advent, so that when those seasons of life do come, um, for us personally or communally, we know how to do that. Um, so depicting this last little bit of 2020 or, you know, the whole year as a Advent season, I think is really fitting. I think Matthew, you know, rightfully asks us to consider other things that we might be waiting for. Um, I think the coming of Christ, right, first and foremost. In my brain, I, I feel like I'm waiting for a vaccine or for the pandemic, but Matthew is reminding me that there are much um, greater things to be waiting for simultaneously. Um, I'm reminded of uh, something, I think, related to this advent of life. Right? In some ways, life itself is a season of expectation and waiting for us to meet our Lord, I think. Uh, Barbara Crafton was giving a um, kind of retreat that I was at, and um, she talked about the discipline of praying the office every day, so morning prayer in particular, and how important that was for her, and that she took it to be um, a practice that was preparing her for a good death. Um, right? Preparing her to meet the bridegroom. Uh, so, I mean, for me, Callan, what I'm, I mean, to your point is, how are we preparing ourselves? How are we staying awake in order that we might welcome Christ uh, when, when he arrives? In the spirit of us keeping watch and keeping awake, um, I'm reminded that we don't do that by ourselves. It's not exactly what the parable says, but um, I think from our experience, we know that Christ watches with us in moments of waiting and uncertainty. So, in that spirit, Here's a prayer 
Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Empty Pews. I hope y'all are staying centered and sane and um, hopeful in these times. Yeah, and maybe a word about keeping watch, staying awake. We have morning prayer Monday through Thursday in the chapel uh, at 8.30, a noonday Eucharist on Wednesdays, and two services on Sunday uh, where Sign-ups are available through the weekly emails. So those are some really specific, particular ways to stay sane, to stay hopeful, and to stay watchful during this time. Yeah, it's funny because our pews aren't exactly empty anymore. We may need to rebrand. Yeah, maybe. But in the meantime, we love you. We miss you. God's peace.